Welcome back to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. We were cut off in part one. It is still Thursday. It is still episode 120-something, but we're going to have part two starting right now. Uh, I think we're good to go. We've got Adam as the host back on the Zoom call. Uh, we just got done in part one talking about the World Series and the point guards and the Mount Rushmore point guards. And, and let me apologize because I'm pretty sure that was my computer. And let me tell you why I think that happened. Zoom kicked me out of the meeting and it said, we don't have, you need to close some applications on your computer because I had a, I had a basketball reference page pulled up for all nine guys, a separate one for all nine guys that we were talking about in our, in our uh, Mount Rushmore point guard. By the way, if you're listening to just this part, I know that Mount Rushmore is only four. We talked about nine. We talked about nine because that's what we did. Not only did we just kind of throw out who the bottom five would be, Adam continued to give us statistics of uh, LPS percentage and TQR percentages and uh, field goal to turnover ratio, which is a new one I never heard before. Uh, field goal to turnover ratio, which was good for point guards. So uh, it's been it's, – it was, it was a lot of fun. And now we are here to the thing that Adam would prefer to do the fastest on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, which is our NFL Picks of the Week. We're in week seven and still do not have a bet for our overall picks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting kicked, right? I'm, I'm down two going into this week, right? Going into last week, I think you were down two games. Yeah. Last week is week six. I went two and one. You went one and two. So now I'm seven and eight, and you're four and eleven. Oh, I'm three so down. Three games. Oh, I'm three down. So I'm ready for the bet. I'm ready to make the bet because I play better under pressure, right? Okay. I, I play better under pressure. I need something. I need something to affect this. So um, by this time next week, we will have a bet. If you're listening, please hit us up. Uh, in a comment if you're, you're on YouTube or one of the podcast platforms that have comments, <clears throat> or hit Adam up on Twitter at Adam Schmidt 44 or at SickWitit, S-I-C-W-H-I-T-T-I-T for me. Hit us up there. Uh, you can go to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast Facebook page. Send something there. We need a bet. We need, we need a good bet. Um, the good friend of the show, Joe Leonard, uh, usually comes up with something pretty good for us. But but we need something good. We need somebody We need somebody out there to give us something good. If not, I'm going to think of something, and Adam's not going to like it. Just something that popped into my mind. Let's hear it. Maybe what if, what if the bet is the loser has to pick either their least favorite athlete of all time, a guy you can't stand, or one of your least favorite and sort of write like a report, like a book report almost on him. Uh, in either, either just a, a report on him or it has to be all positive, like an all positive. Let me, let me, let me uh, fine tune that when I say book report. Um, I didn't do book reports in school. I know. Uh, and neither, yeah, neither did I really, uh, at least the older I got, like when I was really young, I probably did. But when I was in high school, 
Nah, I mean, come on. No. And, and did I ever actually fully read Johnny Tremaine in seventh grade? No, I still don't know. I know he had a bum arm. That's all I know. Um, that was the yeah, coolest yeah. part of the book. So is that a Matt Christopher book? No. Matt Christopher uh, was my dude. I had like 37 Matt Christopher books. Yeah. Same. Greatest sports writer of all time. Yeah. Hard drive to short. <laughs> it, it doesn't get beat. Kid with the glass on. <laughs> Petra with the glass armor, I think is what it was. <clears throat> there you go. Anyway. Matt Christopher was Matt Christopher in uh in R. L. Stein, the Goosebumps books, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. So I don't know. Uh, let, let me I, I now I'll take a week and see if I can figure out a better way to, to figure out that idea, or we'll come up with a better one. Um anyway, just it's just popped into my mind when we were when you were talking about that. Just want to throw it out. So for this week, week seven, picking against the spread, would you like to go first? Ah, uh, sure. Would <clears throat> like me to go? No, I'd love to go first. Okay. Uh, I feel like I make you go first all the time, so I'll go ahead and jump in and go first this week. Uh, week seven of the NFL tonight, because we're doing this on Thursday, we can't do the um, – we, we, <laughs> We can't do the Eagles-Giants game on Thursday night football, and the Giants are beating the Eagles by 11. What is up with this Eagles team? Is this going to be the lowest-rated Thursday night football game of all time? Every Thursday night football game is terrible, like in the history of Thursday night football. Okay, so getting started, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start in Cincinnati. Oh. And if you're going to make a turnaround, you got to do it right. Cleveland is laying three in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals lose by one in this game. Yeah. I'm taking the Bengals. Who day, baby. Okay. Uh, and after that, I am going to uh, I'm going to enjoy a quick view of the um, the 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 Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. The Bills are laying twelve and a half. I'm taking the Bills. The Jets may not score a point the rest of the year. And last but not least, I'm going with two big favorites this week. I'm going with the Chiefs over the Broncos, my laying nine and a half. I think the Chiefs blow them out, and I think the Bills blow out the Jets. I'm taking the two biggest, the two biggest, two biggest spreads of the week. I don't do that very often, sir. I don't do that very often. Yeah. Did you say? Let's see. The last one was Chiefs. Chiefs at. Um, I think so yeah, Chiefs are in in. Uh, uh, you know, that, that's uh, – what where are they at? Oh, they're in uh, Colorado. It's uh, the Colorado Broncos. Colorado, Colorado Broncos. And they were – Kansas City was favored by – Nine and a half. Nine and a half. That's what it was yesterday when I looked at it. Yeah. Well, that means Adam's taking the Chiefs-Broncos game. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, so who is Adam taking? So Adam's taking – uh, the Chicago Bears are at the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim, and the uh, Rams are a six-point favorite. I am taking Chicago. All right. The Seattle Super Seahawks 
are at our three and a half point favorite in Arizona. And I'm taking Seattle on the road uh, to, to cover those three and a half. I, I probably didn't say that right. Now, here's my, here's my question. So I made my picks yesterday, which was Wednesday. I will that honor time, that. I will honor that line. Okay, at that time, Buffalo was a 13-point favorite at the New York Jets. The New York All Football right. Jets. Let me be That's specific. Fine. Then, then let me take the Bills minus 13. Because we should. We always do this on Wednesdays. That's how it works. That's I'll okay. No, no, no. I got no problem with it. It's the same I, as 12 and a half anyway. There's no difference between 12 and a half and 13 when it comes oh, it's to 12 and a half. Yes, yeah, 12 and a half today, but uh, 13 yesterday. I mean, 12 and a half and 13 when you're taking the favorites, no different. Okay. So I took the Jets in that. So I, I, I'm taking the Jets to uh, at home. I, I do understand how bad the Jets are. Historically bad, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. they, they, might, they might beat uh, Cleveland's record of going 0 and 16, and they might go 0 and 16.1 or something like that. They might they might go negative one in sixteen. Negative <laughs> negative one in sixteen. I think it's possible. That's even, that's even better. <laughs> oh my god, I like that. Um, okay, so I got I got the Bears, Seahawks, and Jets. You have the Bengals, Bills, and Kansas City uh, with the spreads, and that's it. Good luck to you. Perfect. We move to probably my favorite part of this podcast, aside from your reading the Green Solace read uh, in the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, My second favorite thing is our comedy segment. And we keep calling these things segments, even though we do not break them up into segments. They're just other (laughs) things that we, they're just other topics that we talk about. Yeah. I call them segments because I don't know how radio works or how podcasts work. So it's a segment of the podcast to me. That, that's probably the correct terminology. I just don't know. Chris uh, Stefano, Chris Stefano, a New York comic, uh, had a special in the last, I don't know the exact date that this was released, but in the last few months or six months or something like that, I guess. Hasn't been that long. Hasn't been that long? It has not – oh, I know. I'm saying, like, it hasn't been that long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, within this year, at least. Uh, size 38 waist is what it's called on YouTube. So if you've not had a chance to watch it, go check it out. Give us your opinion on it because we are about to give you ours. Chris. Yes. I'm going to let you go first because you share a name <laughs> with Mr. Stefano. So, Mr. DiStefano, let me tell you one thing I've always kind of loved, right? I'm big into mafia stuff. I'm big into the New York deal. I've watched every Netflix thing that has anything to do with any mafia uh, show, whether it be fiction, nonfiction. Uh, I've watched The Full Sopranos twice. Like, I've watched every episode of The Sopranos twice. I, I am a large fan of the mafia stuff and he does a lot of fun mafia-esque uh he, he did a couple little things with that talking about his dad and and uh i don't know somebody worked i can't remember the other person he was talking about it was but anyway 
So that was fun, right? And it was a, such a New York show. Like he's got the dude in the front row and he's, and he's talking about, I bet, you got a, I bet you got a Yankees tattoo on your balls. And he pulls up his wrist and he's got a Yankees tattoo on his wrist. And he was like, yes, yes, that's so great. Like that couldn't have been any better for his special. It doesn't get better than that. So he did, I liked him when he was, when he was talking to that guy. I'm going to tell you the one thing I didn't like about Chris Stefano. I felt like, like he talked about having ADD, but they, he, had AD, he had ADD before they had medicine for it or something like that. That dude, or no, he was selling them. That's what it was. He was selling them in his cheese. He was selling ADD cheese medicine or something like that. It's Adderall or something? Adderall, yeah. Ritalin, Adderall, something. So the dude needed to take one of them pills before he got on this special. He was a little herky-jerky and a little woo yeah, He was either on crack, cocaine, or, you know, or not on his Ritalin. One of the two. One of the three. So, um, that, I, he needed to just slow down a hair. Like, I felt like he just needed to, whew, huh, he just needed to take a deep breath and try to relax for a second. Because he was good. It was a good show. Like, it wasn't great. It wasn't the best thing I've ever seen in my life. But he did a really good job. I laugh. I mean, I was never cracking up out of my shoes or anything at him, but it was good. I'm, I, I mean, I'd give him like a 3.6. I yeah, feel like that's – is that really good? Is that really good? Is 3.6 really good for me? 3.6 I think is pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean – What's see. the rate – what is our ratio? Does it go up to four or does it go up to five? What do we go up five. to? Five. Five? I'd give 3.7. Okay. Yeah. 3.7. I, I, have, I have not updated the spreadsheet in a very long time, but I have recorded our – I have recorded on paper. Each okay. So I, Real at, quick, some, at some point I'm going to update this, this spreadsheet. I also want to know if he is gay. He's not gay. I mean, I know he's got a kid, and he likes his Puerto Ricans, right, because he's got a little half Puerto Rican, half uh, – whatever he is, little girl who's got the attitude. He does the Puerto Rican thing is so good. He does that so good. And that was really funny. Um, but I, I could, he, he was talking about being gay. His dad called him gay a few times for stuff. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I kind of see why your dad probably called you that. Like you've got some mannerisms to you there, big dog. You, you like to do the little, the little uh, taking your arm at a bent angle and flicking your wrist so your palms up in the air, like eh, okay, eh, okay, yeah. I don't. So not that that's a bad thing. I don't care if you're gay. Like I, I don't care. Uh, it just it was everything was just kind of off in his delivery. Some of his deliveries were a little off. And, like, I think he felt like there might have been some more laughs and he didn't get them right away and he just tried to go so fast into the next thing and it wasn't working. But it was working if he just gave it the time to settle. Let the joke sit, right? So you're saying he had gay delivery? Yeah, he had a gay delivery. Okay. <laughs> That's actually a Todd Berry joke. He, he, he said oh, after, a, after a show one time, uh, a lady came up to him and, and asked him if he was gay because <laughs> – and he said, no, why do you say that? And she's like, because of your timing. <laughs> He's like, so I have gay timing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He's got gay delivery. I feel like gay delivery is more realistic than gay timing, though, right? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know what either one is. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. We're it's 2020. We're coming up on a presidential <laughs> no. election. Be as total PC as we possibly can. I thought this was a podcast where we could speak our mind. Nothing against <laughs> people who like another. I don't have no problem with a man who has no problem with another man's genitalia near their <laughs> genitalia. I got no problem with that. Do what y'all want to do. I don't care. But, but you know, you can't tell me that there's not a, a certain type of man that comes off that way. <laughs> um, I, I understand what you mean. I understand what you're saying. Thank you, because I feel like now I'm starting to bury myself into a hole over here. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to, the more you try to defend yourself, the more you bury yourself in the hole. I know. I, like, I got it. You know. <laughs> no. So. You know, like I, I, whole, I'm, not, I'm not racist. I got, I have a black friend. You know that whole thing when people say <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I work with a gay guy. Yeah. So I can't. So I can't have any problem with it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. So I I did really like his impressions of Italians, the mafia stuff, and the the Puerto his Puerto Rican girlfriend. At the time. That was hilarious. Um. <clears throat> He, his stories about his dad, I think, were the funniest. That his dad is just such a funny character because he is that, like, that stereotypical. I mean, he was, he's like a stereotype of, a, of an Italian New York mafia, just tough, just like almost like, a, like Adam Sandler was in Uncut Gems, where he just, he's just wired to make bad decisions and not do good things, but he has some heart. You know, like he has some, he has a soft heart in there somewhere and it can come out different ways. Did you look his dad up? I looked his dad up while, while this was going on. I Googled Chris Stefano's dad. He's a little short, pudgy little dude, man. He's like shorter than Chris Stefano, way rounder than he is. He's got like glasses. He does not look like a tough dude at all. <laughs> the story about him, him uh, getting kicked out of school. Um, and then his dad going back and getting him back in. That was so good. That was really funny. And uh, so yeah, Chris, I, here's the door, Chris. Here's the deal. Chrissy closed the door. When he says, when he uses my girl name, when he <laughs> said that, when he uses my girl name, I know it's on. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, you let him back in, easy breezy. And he's That's like. Right. He's like, I was, he's like, I was like, uh, living up to the Chrissy name thinking easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. girl. <laughs> it was funny because every single time I hear someone say that I absolutely think beautiful cover girl. I just remember the commercial. Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Thank you. Now I did. I, I like Chris Stefano. I, I think I said last week when we were setting this up that, um, the first couple times I saw him, he just, I, because I felt like he had that, like, because you can hear a little bit of that accent, the Italian New York kind of yep. stereotype accent that you think of. Um, and, and because he kind of looks the way he looks, he's a, he's a good, really good looking guy. And he looks like he's buff and in shape. He says he's really not. Um, he just has like a body that looks like that. And if you wear the right shirt. It looks like, yeah. that. I mean, I know, yeah, I know sure. people that can do that. Um, so he just kind of like, I was like, I just kind of got this picture of him when I first saw him and first heard him do stand up. 
like, okay, this is like one of those, he was probably a, a bully jock in high school and he was, you know, probably, he's, he's probably just this Neanderthal tough guy. The more I, I've seen him, the more I, the less I thought that he probably yeah. has a little bit of that in him, but he's not as much like that as I thought. Yeah. As far as being a comedian, I think he's good, and I think he's getting better every time I see him. I think he was. This was a pretty good special. I agree with you. I wasn't rolling on the floor. I wasn't. I, I, my stomach did not hurt from laughing after the thing. But he made me laugh a few times, and I think he's got something. I think he's got some momentum going because he's really blown up in the last couple of years. Gotten bigger. He's gotten. He he does frequent spots in the Comedy Cellar, and that's you see him on Comedy Central a lot because of that. Yep. Um, so I think he, his, his, uh, career is on an upward, uh, on an upward, uh, on an incline. So I'm excited for him for that. Cause I think he's going to keep getting better. And he said he never wanted to get into comedy. So I'm going to tell you this. First of all, I'll just say I'm giving him a 3.4. I already wrote it down 3.4. Okay. So we're pretty close on this one. Now I watched, um, Tom Segura guy. We both love. He has a podcast with his wife, Christina, um, called Your Mom's House. Very funny. Chris Stefano was on that not too long ago, and I watched that after I watched his special. A couple of things I found out about Chris Stefano from this podcast made me like this guy a lot more. Huge I, Knicks fan. Nope. Oh. Even better, because I don't like the Knicks. So if he was a Knicks fan, I'd be like, oh. ah. Huge NBA fan. He's a big NBA guy. Not even that. Played college basketball, Division Three college basketball, and played in two leagues professionally overseas for like two weeks. But oh, sure. played was like a pretty good – had to be a pretty good basketball player. Yeah. I don't care if it's Division One, Division Three, NAIA. You, played, you play college basketball, you're pretty good. And then you have to be definitely good enough to go overseas and play. I know guys that have gone overseas and played. You have to be pretty darn good, and you have to have the right connections and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it was his dad and his dad's friends. Dad connections, right? Yeah. That got him. That got him in. Maybe he threatened somebody and got him a contract, and he got over there. And he said he said he played in Turkey for like two days. And and uh, and then he played in Ireland or somewhere for like two days or something like that. I've always heard Turkey people that have played in Turkey said they they didn't get paid like they they struggled getting paid uh, over there. Doug Gottlieb was talking about that, and he said there was a couple other people that they were talking about that like like you you they 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 just don't give you they don't pay you. I hear there yeah there are a lot of leagues like that because there are. There are professional leagues in a bunch of different countries, and there are like three or four different professional leagues, and they're like kind of tiers. And if you don't get in the right one, if you don't get in the best one, there's a chance you might not get paid. And then you might not get to come home until you figure it out yourself or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, anyway, I just thought that was really cool. And even cooler than that, this guy, now you heard him, you know his background, you know how his dad is. This guy has a PhD. Chris Stefano has a PhD. He was a he has a PhD in physical therapy. He was a physical therapist. He has like a, a he did, he went to grad school. He got a PhD. His mom was like apparently the opposite of his dad. 
she was like super into education and made him, he went to an all boys Catholic school like you and I did in high school. Um, and he got like, education was huge for his mom. So that was the thing he did. Like he got, he, he, he hung around with his dad and knew his dad's friends and had some friends kind of similar to that and didn't get drawn into that lifestyle and still got a great, like a really high education and played college and pro basketball. That was those things like just made me fall in love with the guy. So anyway, maybe silly things. I love it. But those were just cool things that I found out from him. And he was pretty funny on that podcast. And he and Tom Segura had a really good, they, it, it took them a little bit to get going, but they, they had a really cool chemistry. They were both being really funny with each other um, after a while. So if you, if you haven't watched that and you get some time, you're on the road or something like that, give that a shot. That one out. Definitely, definitely, definitely. No doubt about it. All right, brother. Well, that uh, brings us to two things at the end of the podcast. Number one, what are we doing for the Mount Rushmore of next week? We're doing sandwiches. We're doing the Mount Rushmore sandwiches, but I want to put something out there. Okay. This is not, we talked about it last week. This is not the, the Mount, your Mount Rushmore of your favorite sandwiches. This is what you think the Mount Rushmore of sandwiches is the, <clears throat> the most famous sandwiches of all time. That's going to be, okay. I think that makes it harder, but I'm totally fine with that. Well, that's the point. I want it to be harder. If I just did the my Mount Rushmore sandwiches, I'd be like, "That's easy." I then there's no reason to have any debate or anything like that because it's just your opinion. Right. Exactly. I guess it kind of is anyway. But I got you. So most popular sandwiches ever. Correct. And if it's wow. in a taco, it's not a sandwich. If it's in a wrap, it's not a sandwich. If it's on a bun, that's called hot dog bun. It's not a sandwich. If it's on a bun that is a hamburger bun, I consider that a sandwich. Okay, can we say that? Yeah, yeah. Just, I feel like I feel like stating those rules, we're good to go. It has to be separate pieces of bread, basically, right? Yes, two separate pieces of bread on either side of the sandwich. I've already got my four. I've already got my four. I've already got my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I'm ready for next week already. That's easy. No, no research needed. I am going to have to get on. I've got a fifth. I've got a fifth that doesn't make it, but it's close. I'm going to have to get on sandwichreference.com, and I'm going to have to pull up tabs for every sandwich that I think it might be, and I'm going to have to do some real research. You got to know what's got the most add-ons. What's got the best condiments? What's the condiment? to meat ratio what's the condiment to cheese ratio how many what's all sandwich bread ratio how many all sandwich teams it made exactly um, whether it's in the hall of fame of sandwiches exactly exactly how many mvps how many mvps thank you uh mvs's how many most valuable sandwiches sandwich. yeah, obviously all right so that's that so then from there i am doing something i have never See, I feel like I've heard this name before. Uh, this came out six months ago on YouTube. We've been on a YouTube Comedy Central full special 
uh, kind of a kick here lately, and I'm sticking with it. This came out six months ago. By the way, the Chris one, Chris the 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 Stefano was just came out a month ago oh. on Comedy Central's YouTube. So on the YouTube, Comedy Central mm -hmm. is a hipster looking fella named Nick Fune. Good guy. Yeah. You've already seen it? Yeah. But I love it. I Nick Thune, oh, yeah. I love Nick Thune. He, okay. He, so I, I hope this guy makes fun of hipsters like crazy because he's dressed and looks like one. Mm -hmm. Uh and you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's like like Chris DeStefano would say to this dude, get the out of here. Ah, I'm so excited. All right. So Nick Thune, good guy. It's on YouTube. Uh, through Comedy Central's page, came out about six months ago. It's full special, hour-long special. Uh, we're in for it. When I was in Los Angeles last, uh, almost a year ago now, yeah, for our uncle's wedding, and I went to the comedy store and uh, the LA Improv, I saw Nick Thune. He's been one of my favorite, he's been a, a favorite of mine for a long time. And I got to see he, so he and, and Chris D'Elia were probably the two biggest names that I saw um, while I was there. And I was so, so, so excited that I got to see him live. Love Nick Thune. That's I, awesome. One of my favorite, so from, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, he had an album that came out um, and it was, I don't know why it's so funny to me. It's not a big deal, but like, some people have such good names for their albums. They're they, if they have a funny name oh, yeah. for it, Thick Noon. Oh. T H I C K N O O N. I love it. Thick Noon. It just when that came out, I laughed so hard at just the title. And uh, he had a like a Comedy Central presents a long time ago before that even, and it was uh, you're gonna love. I think you're gonna love Nick Noon. So Thick Noon is that got uh, like uh, separate? Uh, is that got like connotations? Like like uh, so when I think of Thick Noon, I think of noon is twelve, twelve o'clock. So is that like Thick Twelve? Because when <laughs> I think of a Thick Twelve, I think of like Lexington Steel or somebody like that. I think of a Thick Twelve pack of Coca Cola. Oh, I, I think, think that's what you're thick, thinking of. Or a thick, uh, a thick 12-inch. Um... Yeah, sub. Sub. So, oh, don't do that now. Don't do oh, that. Sorry. <laughs> Got back to that Lexington Steel thing. Now, if you are listening to this on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, any, any iTunes, anything else, you're listening to it with your ears, you need to get on YouTube and at least forward to uh, the second part of this thing at the end and watch it <laughs> because Chris just mimicked uh, Eating a 12 -inch sandwich. Sandwich. holding a submarine sandwich. I was holding a submarine sandwich to, to the mouth, ready to go. Yep. That being said, <laughs> go ahead. What do you got? No, I you know, probably one of the sandwiches that you have on your list uh, in the Mount Rushmore. I'm thinking. It is one. They're the, the number one on top. And and I'll tell you, I've got the four, the four like staples on here. I've got the four staples, but I ranked them my favorite. I ranked them my favorite. Okay. But I've got the four they're they're the four staples, but once they're on there, 
I made them my favorite. So the way that I like them. So you like all four of those, those sandwiches? Um, three of the four. Three of the four I'm super into. The fourth one I've gotten more into as an older person, which is weird when you hear what the fourth one is. You would be like, that's not what an older person normally eats. But, yeah. All right. Peanut butter and jelly with the crust cut off. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and uh, cut, what it is. Cut diagonally. <laughs> I, I never cut my any sandwich diagonal until my kids all of a sudden, like, if I don't cut it diagonal, it's like, what are you doing? Why did you do this? What, what do you mean? It's the same thing, dude. It's half a sandwich. Eat it. Yeah. What about a – never mind. You know what? I'm not even going to do that because I think I need – I think I have to put that – the one I just thought of, I think I have two of mine already now. There you I go. I, I'm going to tell you this. We'll spend more time on the Mount Rushmore sandwiches than we've spent on anything else on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Well, well, I took up so much time talking about point guards that my computer said, I am so <laughs> sick of hearing your garbage about dumb point guards that I'm turning you off. I so wanted to – I apologize for my computer. I was – because I had too many windows open, it was my Adam, fault. I messed Adam, up. It's, it's why we love you. It's why we love you on this podcast. And if I had my, my soundboard, I would add a snoring sound to the soundboard. So oh, every so once in a while, when you get into these like eight hours of stats and I pull my phone out of my hand and I start getting <laughs> on my I just need to hit the. We got to get that love, going. I'm just messing with you, brother. It's all good. I love it. Point. I know it. It's what it's all about. That's who you are. We're the, you're the stat man. Let's go. I love it. That's why I I love stats too. I just not to the extent where I'm talking about what was that field goal percentage ratio or what was that effective field goal percentage? <laughs> when it comes to effective field goal percentage, no, I'm good with just field goal percentage. I don't know what what makes what makes your field goal percentage more effective than mine. I just take made baskets and divide it by. Uh, total baskets shot. It, it's I I might I might be explaining it wrong, but it's basically factors in free throws and three pointers <laughs> uh, to, to to determine how good a shooter a person is. Yes, there you go. So field goal percentage tells you how good of a shooter you are because it's how many you made compared to how many you took, and this one effectively. Shows you how good of a field goal for a shooter, how good of a of a shooter you are by taking three different field goal percentages and just adding them together. But it's like it's like OB, what is it? O O P O B P. You have on base percentage, and then you have slugging percentage, and then you have on base plus slugging. O B P. And then they have, and then they have OBP plus and stuff now, and and uh, I'm good. Adding average of balls in play and all kinds of good stuff. <clears throat> Sounds like fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. I wanted to get into all that stuff. I just, I'm not there. I don't know. I think it's interesting, but I'm just not. I totally think it's interesting, and I think if I was a professional on that level, I would, you know, and I was coaching a team or doing, I would, I would want, there's a lot of stats I would want like that. 
Speaking of that, I also can sit here and watch a guy and go, that dude is on fire. He's staying in the game. Yeah. Speaking of that, it was funny to watch, go back and watch Moneyball, which I just did this past weekend. I watched Moneyball again for some reason. I just, it, I saw it on Netflix and I just started it yeah. and I watched it. Um, and it was fun because it's, it's 20 years old now since, since my dad that. was at that game. My dad was at that game in Oakland. I know it. He was at that because he had a, he had extra tickets. He gave me one of the tickets. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's you've got you've got to have one. I don't have I don't have one. He bought three tickets. It was what? him, my Paul, and my grandpa. No, I thought he had like eight tickets or something like that. I thought he had some extras. I think he had three tickets, and he probably gave you one because he didn't need three tickets. Unless he was somebody else or something. Unless oh no, you know what? No, he did have extra tickets because at that game in Oakland, the Scott Hattieberg home run game, uh, what was that, 20 wins in a row or 21 or what, 22, 20, whatever. Yeah. Um, my Uncle Paul was with them, and they were walking in. They bought the nosebleed seats. as They were like up in – they don't even open that area up for Oakland A's games. It's, it's in uh, – what do they call it? Al Davis land. It's the, like the sixth section up that they had started selling tickets for that they only usually used to do for Raiders games. And he had bought those. So he was able to get those tickets. And when he came in, somebody, one of the, I don't know if it was a security guard, somebody saw him, Uncle Paul and was talking to him about where he's sitting and gave him better seats. So Paul wouldn't have to go all the way up there. So he did have, he did have extra seats. You are correct. That did happen. Two things. I just realized you're wearing an Oakland A's hat that I love. And number two, Paul Witt went on a trip to Oakland. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yep, sure did. Sure did. Uh, he, Paul Witt flew to Oakland, and they drove back. Yeah. Was it that how it worked? Yeah, because my dad flew out there. Or my dad drove. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. my dad just drove him out there, and then they flew back. They, he dropped Paul and my grandpa. What is that? Nobody cares about that. I know. We can talk about that after we clear the podcast up. All right. So All right. Anyway, on that note, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>